0: I'm probably at the podcast stage of quarantine now. Ooh, it. it's baby. Goofcast. I'm President Joe Biden, and I'm here on Goofcast. Yeah, I'd rather be in a cast. Something appears to be wrong with my radio dial. That's just Goofcast, huh? You're listening to Goofcast. Please stop goofing on me. Hey, hello, and welcome to Goofcast Episode 2. We're back yet again. It's a beautiful Sunday in Toronto right now. I made a nice uh, Sunday gravy and I went by my nonna's house, the same one who I was telling you guys got vaccinated last week. The vaccination came with a free copy of Halo 3 remastered for the Xbox One, which I believe she'll get with the second dose. And she was doing well. She gave us some meatballs, nice sauce meatball exchange. Uh, you, might, you guys might have uh, read that in the history books. It's actually how uh, World War One ended. I want to like to thank everybody who listened to episode one, got some nice uh, comments from friends and also some foes. Actually, I'm just kidding. No, no foes have heard my podcast as far as I know. But if you uh, are currently one of my foes or enemies and you know who you are and you checked out the podcast as uh, maybe an olive branch to me, Let me know. I will gladly take it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, but a big thank you to everybody who checked out episode one. And welcome back. I actually have an update on episode one. Actually, uh, pretty much quite the opposite of an update. I did not get any responses for the contest uh, involving submitting a narrative in the form of Incubus lyrics. But, you know... I only have myself to blame. The prize was super, it was a super low blow, super low ball. Uh, It was a $5 Tim Hortons gift card. That won't even get you a sandwich at Tim Hortons. So I apologize about that. I think you could get one of those like mini roast beef sandwiches for under $5. But those things uh, turn your asshole into a frozen yogurt machine. So I would avoid them. But anyway, I got a new contest for this week, and I'm raising the bar on the prize money. Now, the prize for this contest is going to be 100 smackaroos, 100 uh, moolah, green stuff. It's money. We all know what this is. I'm putting $100 of my own money on the line uh, for this contest. So the first person to send me a picture of their local anti-masker in their city or town with a mask on will get $100. Because here's the thing. These anti-maskers, they might show you on Instagram that they're not wearing the mask ever at all to go into stores, to be in public places, you know, so on and so forth. But there's got to be a time where, you know, they want to get in, get out, to Starbucks, grab a coffee. They don't want to draw attention to themselves or start up this hoopla shit show. And they probably put the mask on for that little outing. Maybe they're on their way to the anti-masker convention and they run into Shopper's Drug Mart to get Advil to deal with the frequent fever and cough that they're experiencing. But they don't want to have it be this overdramatic thing they want to be low key about it. So if you see one of these anti-maskers in their weakest moments here with the mask on, the mask could be just covering one of the lips. But if you see this, snap a pic, send it over to me, you're going to get $100. And uh, you're going to get $100 even though that brings our production costs on GoofCast to negative <laughs> 100 because of as of right now, uh, we're running at a, a $0 revenue, but also a $0 of production costs because I'm using Audacity, which is a free program. You could download right as you're listening to this. And I'm also using a microphone that my dad bought several years ago in order to make Skype calls and then decided he didn't need it anymore and just gave it to me. Now, I don't know why my dad needed this good of a microphone to make Skype calls, Maybe he's running some sort of like ASMR side business where he's like lulling other businessmen to sleep by whispering into the mic. There's a lot that you know. There's a lot that you don't know about your dads uh, in their moments of uh, privacy. You should ask. But uh, maybe he's doing that. I don't know. But regardless, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. Quite literally. So if you send me a picture of an anti-masker in a mask you're going to get yourself $100. And don't be sending me a picture of like, hey, this is my buddy Dave, and he thinks that COVID's a Chinese conspiracy, but here he is putting a mask on to go buy noodles. Like, I don't want to see that. They have to actually have an Instagram page or a social media page where there's uh, footage of them in the middle of like uh, a grocery store sucking on the milk cartons going, hey, do I need to do this because they're trying to take away my freedoms. I need to see that. Thank you very much, and good luck. Anyway, uh, let's get into the main story of this episode, the time that I ate dinner at a Masonic lodge with a bunch of Freemasons. Uh, To start off, before I get into the story, let's first establish who the Freemasons are, a little bit of backstory, just briefly, uh, if anybody is unaware. The Freemasons can trace their roots back to the 14th century. They're a fraternal organization that is worldwide. They conduct their affairs in Masonic lodges that you can find in most major cities. There's been many notable people in history that have ties to the Freemason organization, such as George Washington, Mozart, Oscar Wilde, FDR, Andrew Jackson, And even some celebrities like Louis Armstrong, Nat King Cole, and uh, Michael Richards, uh, Kramer, was a Freemason. Oh, you gotta join the Freemasons, Jerry. Oh, get me up! Is what he probably, uh, maybe he said that in the show in the cutout. Some perceive them to be a harmless boys club like the Knights of Columbus, just a bunch of older guys that gather once a month to talk about charity, intellectualism, and religion. But there are many people that perceive them to be a shadowy organization that harnesses a lot of secrets that have carried on through history, and many tie them to conspiracy theories such as the Illuminati, the New World Order, and even more ridiculous conspiracy theories like the Reptilian Army and uh, Flat Earth and the Moon Landing being faked. Uh, Where I stand on this, I'm a little bit in both camps. I don't believe that they're this uh, shadowy evil cult, but I do think that they do have some secrets and information that only they know that have been carried through all the years that they've been in operation. So for the past, like, I guess, 10, 15 years of living in the city that I live in, I have passed by the Masonic Lodge, my local Masonic Lodge, and I have wondered, like, what goes on in there? What did these guys talk about? It's always really intrigued me. I've been, you know, stopped at a red light or stuck in traffic, just staring at the building, wondering what goes on in there. And in November of 2019, I decided to try and figure it out. Now, my perception of the Masonic Lodge I was mostly interested in the intellectual aspects of the Freemasons. You know, I enjoy academics, was in university for many years, studying liberal arts, big fan of it. Don't do too much academic research and discussion in my day-to-day now, so I was hoping that that could be an outlet for that. Like, I thought for some reason I was going to walk into this, uh, you know, the School of Athens Renaissance painting situation where it's a bunch of learned men just talking about their areas of expertise. Everybody's in robes. There's a guy sitting on a step with his penis, like, slumped on his thigh, and there's two guys going like, I believe that the sun revolves around the earth. No, Clarence, you're mostly incorrect. The Earth revolves around the sun, and we're debating that. Even though I believe uh, that situation, that debate was uh, solved in the Roman Empire. You know, we're gonna we're gonna dig it up. You know, fact check the evidence, see if everything was kosher back then. Look up into the sky with like a pocket telescope. And in the painting, the School of Athens, there's a guy pointing up and a guy pointing down. I see that. I go up to them and say, how about it's in the middle? And they're like, oh, my God, you're in. Do you want to know who killed Kennedy? And also, do you want to see this unaired episode of Seinfeld that Michael Richards left here? Yes. (laughs) They're like, hey, you want to see the Zapruder film, too? They put it in. The camera zooms out. There's just like a helicopter behind Kennedy with like seven snipers (laughs) marked CIA and you hear JFK, like it's it's audio, <laughs> the audio's being recorded, you hear JFK goes, what's with the helicopter and the snipers? Don't shout! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, that's, uh, that's the second place for world's shortest JFK speech from the last episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I thought it was going to be that, so I start emailing around, how do I try out for the Freemasons? How do I Get in there, see what's going on. And I finally contact this guy who I'm going to call Joe. And he is the Grand Mason, the Big Tuna, the Grand pooba of the Masonic Lodge. So I'm talking to him and he's like, okay, before we uh, have a meeting with you at the Masonic Lodge, I need to ask you three questions to screen you to see if you're eligible. I said, okay, send them over. First one, are you a male? Now, I already knew he was going to ask me this. You can only join the Freemasons if you are a male. uh, Where they emphasize on the website, like, you know, people of all shades and colors and creeds can join the Freemasons. If you're purple, come on over. But if you got teats, you're not coming in, which I think is kind of dumb, especially in 2021. I mean, if we're encouraging all different perspectives to be in an organization, why are we leaving out half the population? But I am a male last time I checked, so I said yes. Got that one done. Are you over the age of 21? I am. Yes. Okay. Third question kind of throws me th- for a loop, and I knew it was coming. Do you believe in a god? Well, uh, not really, I would say. I mean, I don't know. For most of my younger years in high school, I was a bit of that edgelord atheist character. Now, growing up, I guess I would consider myself agnostic. Like, when it comes to life after death, I'm, like, hoping for the best but expecting the worst. To paraphrase uh, Forever Young by Alphaville, hopefully I remain forever young and don't die. But, uh, you know, life catches up with everybody. Where, like, I am, you know, expecting to maybe be worm food. But if I die and then I wake up uh, in heaven chilling with my family, eating cream cheese. I will take it. But until then, I don't know. And I'm comfortable with saying I don't know. Nobody knows. But I'm like, okay, since I'm not totally an atheist, maybe I can bend this question and say yes. But I mean, if I don't say yes to this, I'm not going to enter that house. So we're going to have to do a little bit, a little white lie. Forgive me. I'm undercover over here. Forgive me. You know, you don't ask a guy undercover like Hey, take off the fake mustache. This is my version of the fake mustache. Okay, all right. Moving on. Also, he informed me that if it got to the point where I was invited to join the Freemasons, there would be a one hundred dollar entrance fee to join. Which, although this is a little steep, I thought to myself, well, if I'm really enjoying the uh, academic conversation, and if I could even like do some like volunteering through this, I've been meaning to, you know, get into a little bit of volunteering, you know, help out the less fortunate. Like, let's go ahead and do it. So I uh, keep talking to the guy and he says, uh, why don't you come for dinner this week at the Masonic Lodge? And here I am thinking like, oh, my God, I'm in. I'm going to be, you know, hanging with the Joneses, bumming secrets off them in the Masonic meeting. I'm stoked. But then I get more information. The guy basically says, take it easy. You're coming for dinner. You are not entering the meeting. Only members can uh, enter a Masonic Lodge meeting. So I said, Okay, like, is is there anything I should know anything I should bring? Like I was about to go pick up cannolis and bring them. But he's like, No, don't need to bring anything. Uh, But it is a suit and tie event. So dress accordingly. And I'm like, Oh, God, I have to, like after work, work, go home and put a suit on to go have uh, dinner with these guys. So yeah, I was off to the races. I went to work that day just thinking, like, this is so weird. Like, after work, I'm going to go have dinner with these Freemasons. Like, I don't know what to expect. I was a little bit nervous. I remember that day a coworker asked me, like, what are you doing after work today? And I said, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to go have dinner with some Freemasons. And she said, uh, I'm sorry, what? And I said, I don't know. I'm just going to go have dinner and freebase some cocaine. But no, I said, uh, I'm going to go home and uh, watch Netflix. I'm going to go watch you on Netflix season two with my favorite podcast celebrity, Chris D'Elia. Now, keep in mind, this is November of 2019. My favorite host of Congratulations, Chris D'Elia. Love that guy. He's so funny. Have you heard of him? Keep in mind once again, this is November of 2019. Allegations are not out as of yet. Things have changed now on that front. But anyway, uh, I was like, damn, if she only knew that I have to go home, put a suit on and then drive to a cult for dinner. But anyway, I got home, I put the suit on, I sat on the toilet to have a nervous anxiety poop, and I was looking up the Freemasons on Reddit, like what to expect. And somebody said, you know, don't worry if you're anxious about this, they could be pretty intense, but normally... It's just a bunch of nice guys having chicken. And that really calmed me down. And I said the same to my girlfriend as I was on the phone with her on my way there. And she is thinking that I am uh, walking into death's door. But uh, I said, no, it'll be okay. It'll be cool. Uh, I'm just going to be really respectful and we're going to see what's up. And that's that. So I pull up at the Masonic Lodge. There's cars everywhere. Lots of cars parked. I got to go a decent distance to park the car. I get out of the car, I'm walking towards the Masonic Lodge, and this huge muscle guy in a suit walks by me, we lock eyes, he nods, and he says something to me, and I don't know what he says because it's not in English. It was like, and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm in the movie, eyes wide shut, like, I'm going to walk in there, and they're all going to be in Phantom of the Opera masks. But they're not going to be having an orgy because they won't let women in the door. So they're going to be just all beating off to, like, a projector showing Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> like, the music's going, ba da 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 But anyway, I go up to the door of the Masonic Lodge. I knock on the door, and some guy in shorts, who's barefoot, Comes to the door and says, Hello, can I help you? And I'm like, Hi, I'm here for the Freemason meeting. And he goes, It's in the back. And I'm like, What? (laughs) Like, Like, some normal dude just playing Xbox is in the front, and there's this whole Freemason gathering in the back. But sure enough, I, you know, I leave the front door, I walk to the back, and there's a whole like separate complex behind the house, and there's a bunch of guys in suits smoking hanging out outside. So I open the door. And it's clear to me that they have just finished this meeting and they're going to have dinner because they're all like moving into the main area. And now I expected something a little bit more elaborate, but this was more or less like a legion hall or like a multi-purpose room in a community center. Like people were just, you know, sitting around with like pull out chairs, pull out table. Also, I need to add in here that I am by far the youngest guy in the room. So I look like a bit of a lost child, and uh, people were lined up for this bar, like this makeshift bar that somebody set up in the side of the room. It looked really like uh, rinky dink. Like, have you ever been at like a house party, and some guy walks in with a backpack as the music's going day and night, da, lonely and the of man, and the guy you know whips out all these bottles out of the backpack. And he's like crouched down, like making people mix drinks, like in a corner, trying to avoid the local dad that's roaming around that. And I, it's the uh, day and night, the Crookers remix, which is playing. That was sort of what it was like. Like there was like red solo cups and somebody's pouring like Coke and Glenn Fittich into a solo cup. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to mess with any alcoholic drinks. I need to be stone sober for this mission. So I'm I'm looking to get in there and get a water bottle though. I'm like, "Damn, if I'm going to be here for the long haul, then definitely going to get thirsty at some point." But I'm looking around and I'm like, "I need to make a connection with somebody because I need a place to sit and someone to talk to to get some information here." So I'm like looking around and some guy like catches my eye, and like Ebenezer Scrooge at the end of a Christmas carol, he like yells at me. Hey, you there, boy! What day is it today? And I'm like, Why, it's Christmas Day, sir! He goes, Oh, Christmas Day! What a darling boy! What a sweet boy! What an innocent boy! And he's like, but he actually said, uh, Hey, you there, boy! Can you go get me a bottle of water, please? And one for my friend? And I'm like, Oh my god, perfect. This was like sent from the heavens. Like, not only do I get water, but I have made this connection with this guy. I can sit beside him. So I do exactly that. Grab Three lukewarm, nestle-pure-lifes I make my way over. And me and the guy get to talking. He's explaining to me a little bit about the Freemasons. He's like, you know, you, uh, you can't get in as of yet. You gotta be initiated. Yeah, there's like a ceremony if you choose to follow through. And we, you know, sign you up for the cause here. And he's like pointing people out in the room. He's like... You know, there's Freemasons here of every occupation. There's that guy who's a lawyer and that guy who's a realtor. And I'm like, oh, yeah, true. I've seen him on a bench. And he actually pointed out Joe, who was in the room at this point. And he said, you see Joe over there? You probably talked to him to get into the building tonight. He actually owns a bunch of restaurants, a chain of restaurants in this area, which I'm not going to say what it is, but it's a pretty major chain of restaurants. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I've eaten there. Nice. And he's explaining to me that he's an accountant. So, like, if anybody around here needs accounting concerns, they come to me. If we have a legal thing, we go to the lawyer. If we have this, we go to this guy. Apparently, like, there's a guy for everything that they can put you in contact with if you need assistance in a certain area. And here I am, like, wondering, like, what can I bring to the table? Like, maybe I can do a stand-up show for them. I'm going to get on stage and be like, Why are we called the Freemasons? It takes $100. (laughs) It costs $100 to get in here. Not very free, if you ask me. Hopefully, uh, Kramer's in the room for that one. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm talking to the Scrooge guy, and uh, the food is about to be handed out, and Joe gets up to do a toast. He bangs the fork on the Solo Cup, it doesn't make a noise. He has to go like, quiet down, quiet down, uh, because you can't, there's there's no hitting of glassware. And uh, he basically, he thanks everybody for coming. And then at the end of it, he's like, I would like to welcome perhaps our newest member to the fold, Michael Prims. I stand up, everybody cheers me, and they say this chant that sounds like it's coming from a long dead language. I'm like, thank you, everybody. Thank you. I was like, oh, my God, what is my life right now? What is going on? So I sit back down. I sort of, like, raise my my bottle of Nestle Pure Life and, like, wink at the Grand Mason Joe guy. And I sit there, and uh, surprisingly, the chicken for uh, the majority of, like, white guys around, very well seasoned, ordered from a Middle Eastern spot. Really enjoyed it. Had some chicken, had some veggies, had some rice. I believe there was some couscous there. Had a pretty good meal. And, you know, I'm talking to Scrooge and, uh, you know, some some other guys that were hanging around there. And we were talking about music because I do work in music. I guess I could uh, do DJ night for them if they really wanted to. And uh, he's talking about, like, these classical records he has. I'm like, yeah, I can't believe Mozart was uh, sitting right here like us. And he's like, we're having a laugh. We're having a couple knee slaps over that. And, uh, yeah, you know, it keeps going on. Somebody's having a 90th birthday. We start singing happy birthday. You know, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful, so I'm really singing it. Almost like I'm giving somebody a cupcake that has a sparkler on fire coming out of it at a family restaurant. I'm, you know, giving it my all, using the diaphragm on the happy birthday. The guy's smiling. I'm eating strawberry shortcake with the Freemasons. You know, things are going good. But, you know, then I start, you know, focus on the task at hand. We're joking around. We're eating some good food. But I need to see that meeting space. Although I'm not going to be in the meeting, I need to see what it looks like. I need to know what goes down there. And I'm asking him, so, like, do you guys talk about scholarly pursuits and stuff? And he's like, well, not really. I mean, like, you could have a conversation like that uh, over here, over dinner. But when we're in the meeting, we're primarily, like, reading, you know, from books. and, And they're, like, acting out things from these texts. And he's explaining to me, like, there's this whole ritual that we do. There's, like, call and response sort of passages to it. And the more he's explaining this, the more this is sort of sounding like church in my head. And the more I'm thinking, I don't know if this is the place for me, but I got to see this meeting room. So the dinner's like coming to an end. And I go up to Joe and I say, hey, thank you for having me. You know, this was really nice. I'm, you know, I'm thinking about joining. I've met some interesting people. Have you talked to Scrooge over there? And he's like, yeah, Scrooge is a mainstay. He's been here a long time. So, you know, I'm showing respect. I had a good meal. Uh, everybody was, like, very nice to me. And I, uh, I'm, we're, like, about to leave, and I'm like, hey, Scrooge, like, we got to go up and see this meeting room. Come on, please. Like, okay, fine. He sort of, like, looks over his shoulder, and he takes me upstairs to this meeting room. And this meeting room, is, it really looked like something out of a David Lynch movie. There's, like, checkerboard floors. There's these obelisks around there's like the letter g hanging from the sky there's all these seats that are set up in some sort of ceremonial manner it looks just really strange up there and there's an altar and it's painted like sky blue it looks really strange like it's it looked like a church if you set it up in a 90s mall food court it looked weird and I was like, man, I wonder, still wonder what goes on in this room. So now we come down the stairs and Scrooge's brother that he kept telling me about that for some reason wasn't sitting with Scrooge was at the door waiting for Scrooge. And I go there and I meet Scrooge's brother. He tells me his name. I shake his hand and Scrooge's brother says to me, he's like, ah, you interested in joining? And I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll see. I'm still thinking about it. He's like. I'll be watching you. I go to Joe's restaurants all the time. I'll be seeing you around. And then him and Scrooge walk off into the night, and I'm standing there, and I'm thinking, yeah, I am in a David Lynch movie. David Lynch directed this day of my life. What is going on? Scrooge handed me his business card. I still have it. And after that, I drove off into the night, and I thought to myself, well, what did I really learn about the Freemasons? I didn't really get an answer to the question of are they a harmless boys club or are they a secretive shadowy organization? I mean, I went to this one specific lodge in this one specific city, but what I learned is perhaps that they're a little bit of both. Uh, I would imagine most of these guys who I met uh, don't know anything about the New World Order. They're probably more concerned with what their deli order is going to be at a supermarket. For the most part, they seem like a group of nice elderly men who enjoyed conversation in chicken and were inclusive enough to allow Arabic spices on the chicken, but not to allow women in the room, which hopefully that changes. I mean, I've heard of these continent- continental Freemason lodges where they do allow women, but this one did not. They celebrate birthdays, they keep up with the lives of one another, and they sneak some glasses of scotch without their wife or partner finding out. However, I don't think I'm going to join because whatever is going on in that David Lynch created room is something that is connected to a Western religion, be it Protestantism or Catholicism, something religious is happening there. Where they are worshipping some god beyond my understanding. And for that reason, I'm out. And also, although he might be the rotten apple of the bunch, an elderly portly gentleman issued a vague threat on my life if I ever pull up to one of Joe's restaurants and order a bacon and eggs. Perhaps instead of spending his time on this limitless stakeout in Joe's restaurant, with his eyes pointed above a newspaper, he should spend some more time reconnecting with his brother Scrooge. The entire time I was sitting with Scrooge, he was talking about his brother and he kept looking over his shoulder to see where he was. And when he noticed that he wasn't sitting with Scrooge and he was sitting with other people, I could tell he got a little sad about it. So hopefully Scrooge's brother finds it in his heart to reconnect with Scrooge because it seems like the guy misses him. In the days after this Freemason meeting, I kept checking my emails to see if Joe sent me anything, or Scrooge, or his brother, uh, and I didn't get any emails after the fact. I thought that they would be a little bit more hungry for new blood, considering how old everybody was there, but they didn't really hound me to become a member, and I respect them for that. It was sort of like, you know, if I wanted to be there, I could let it be known and they would let me in, but... I didn't want any part of it. It was cool. So that's my story of having dinner with a bunch of Freemasons at a Masonic Lodge. I hope you enjoyed it. I was going to do some music talk about the Grammys, but honestly, we are already at a half hour as I am recording this. And I don't want to make these podcasts too long. We're just on episode two here. Perhaps in the future, I can go longer. But for now, I want to keep it to a half hour. And as I'm recording, I'm currently uh, over a half hour. So I'm going to stop it there. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. You can find me on Instagram at Goof Cinema. You can find me on YouTube at Goof Cinema as well. Should probably be migrating both those accounts to Goof Cast, but they're Goof Cinema for now. Don't know if I'll do that or not. But anyway, this has been a pleasure. I've been Michael Prims. Have yourself a great rest of your day, morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it is. Have a great one. Goofcast is created, hosted, and edited by Michael Prims. Our opening music from this episode samples the royalty-free track Free Boom Bap Drum Loop by JKD Stay Free. Our outro track is by Emma Frischetti. Thanks once again for listening, and have a great one.